You are listening to KU Radio's only podcast, OU Radio. And it hurts so good. Welcome to All Ute Radio at the University of Utah on KU Radio. Hello, yes, Sasha. hello. How are you? Good. Such a great day. I know. Such it violent was a storms. Scary storms. This, it hit so close to where I like this morning. It hit so close to my house that it like shook. I like want to know where it hit or if it hit somewhere because like you could almost feel everything shaking from the like the thunder and the lightning like lit my whole room up. It was crazy. It cracked louder than I've ever heard it. You don't have a fat tenant living above you? Uh-uh. <laughs> you know what they say about thunder thighs. It was terrifying. It was so scary. <laughs> it was like, it was loud. How scary was it? So, so, so scary. scary. I was like, can it get me in the house? Do you have any dogs or cats? Uh-uh, but they'd good. be going crazy. Yeah, cray cray. It's crazy in St. George, too. It's flooding. flooding down there. My parents are out of town this week for work, but they're... Party. They were supposed to be house. coming home on Thursday, but they were. I guess the road is still going to be closed on Thursday in the gorge between uh, St. George and Vegas. So It's about time. <laughs> I saw some videos of people going through the gorge, like... 10 15 minutes before they closed it and they have like it's just crazy like huge waterfalls crashing down and taking off pieces of those red rocks through there it looks scary if i'd been in there i'd be fearing for my life (laughs) but the video is cool it's a flooding everywhere arizona so george i have some exciting news about the show you ready for this i'm ready we have nothing booked Woo! we got some news for you News. Here at the University of Utah campus. Yes. For all of our student listeners, and especially freshmen who don't know what's going on yet. Homecoming is house. right around the corner. What the is? Dan- homecoming. So it's still a couple weeks, but they're saying to get your tickets for the homecoming dance on September 26th. It is $10 for a single or 15 for couples. Can't you also, go buy a bottle with 15 bucks and yeah, have a better time? I don't think, you need, I, don't think I ever went. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever went to one. But also, the Center for Student Wellness is holding their first mobile STD HIV testing clinic of the year tomorrow yes. at the Peterson Heritage Center from 3 to 6 p.m. Where's with that? a student ID. Peterson um, HC is the one up by the dorms, right above that top shuttle stop up the stairs. Mm-hmm. It's the big... How crappy Dude. would it be to get HIV diagnosed like as a freshman in college? At the Heritage Center, like on your third of week all places. here. Yeah. Your second, third week, yeah. Like your parents are going to be pissed. So what are the big ones in Utah? Syphilis, I know is high. Chlamydia. Is it? HPV, of course. But H- everyone has HPV. Nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. <laughs> it's a human thing. It's a human thing. Uh, what yeah, else go exciting? get tested, wear condoms. Uh, go, even if you're straight. Go to the LGBT Resource Center. They got free condoms and lubrication. You know. Red Fest is next Friday. With Bob. B-O-B, is that, is that what coming? they call him? Yeah. I don't even know. Bob. Hi, Bob. my name's Bob. Hello, my Bob. 
bulb. I'm just going to start name. spelling my name so it's less lame. It's got to be an acronym because it's B period O period B. We looked so that up. So we've got, I don't know. Blue bulb. Dumb name. Sorry if I offended any of you named Bob. My father was named Bobby, so I guess I have resentment. Like, if you had a dad named Robert, would you ever call him Bob? It really stands for Bob. He just... Is he any good? Let's pull he him He goes up. by Bobby Ray as well. Bobby Ray. And he's a rapper. Uh-huh. Should I what tell is you it? his one, some of his fa- his most famous? Please. What, why, why all the rap at this school? Don't you realize we're at a 63% conservative school <laughs> that's 98% white? What is it with these rappers? These most rappers. of them suck. Yeah, that's actually Name me a good true. rapper in the last 10 years. Immortal Technique, Atmosphere, yeah, I was gonna say atmosphere Aesop Rock, like Living Legends. Years. That's about Brother it, Ali's folks. Brother not bad. Uh, you know, I can't speak on him. I, 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 don't, I feel too white to listen to someone named Brother Ali. Like, he's white. He's white? Yeah. Do you want to look up a song? Okay, let me do Bob first. Okay, li- look up. So just Bob? B dot O dot B. So two dots total. Because it doesn't come up if you just type Bob. Okay. B-O-B. Mm-hmm. And then maybe look up the song. I got Let's stri- see. His biggest one off his last album is called Don't Let Me Fall. Don't, this sounds horrible. Sounds horrible. Don't Let Me Fall? Uh-huh. Okay, here we go. This is any coming to Red horrible Fest, language, I apologize to I all of you that would be offended. And I bet we're going to get rickrolled with the commercial, so hold on. <laughs> I'm getting better at this. So this is... September 19th. So next Friday, Union Lawn, 5.30 to 10.30 p.m. I'm assuming the show starts at like 7. Doors open at 5.30. It's B.O.B. Vic Mensa. Bring your own beer. Pigeon. Pigeon John. Oh, God. And Better Taste Bureau. Hold on. Turn it up on your board, Becca. Okay, I like the auto-tunes and hip-hop. <laughs> this is crap. Anyone who goes to this concert should be offended. Offended. You should apologize oh, to your mother. That. I, mean, I think you should join the military to get some dignity and respect built into respect. you. What a bunch of horse... Oh, here we hear hip-hop boy. You know who's better than this guy? Me? Well, besides you, who's that kid from New Tool? Zach? Zach. Zach's better than him. Shut up. What's the other guy? The other guy that we were going to look up, Brother Ali. I'm probably going to get in so much trouble from ASUU. Oh, like they listen. Yeah, who cares? Get better talent. I bet we paid him 25 grand, too. You know how much we pay these people? How like Wiz Khalif, like twenty-five grand. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. What was that other one you were talking about? Oh, Brother Ali. Oh God. My favorite. So song. he's white. My okay. Hmm. The first song I liked by him, and I don't think it's swears. Morning or in America. Is no Forest Whitaker is what it's called. Oh, he's gonna rap about a half decent actor. Uh, I don't think he's gonna rap eyes. about him. So you, get, you should look up. Oh, this he's a guy. big fat white he's guy. He's a big fat white guy. That's bald and an alcoholic. Uh-huh. I'm still not impressed. I love brother. Oh, 
I'll give it a minute. I'll give it a minute. Whatever comes up comes out. This is the same okay, yeah, arc of a hip-hop song for the last 15 years. It's the same song. Yeah, but it was 2002, so it was only oh, late. Okay. Like, well, that makes... It was only a couple of years after the, this kind of got cool. So he's got to be close to 40 now. Oh, he was born in 70, late 70s. So 36, 36. 5, 36. Um, 2002, I accept this. This isn't bad. What's his new stuff? Let's see if he's... Um, I haven't listened to much, so this will be new for me, too. Because if we're going 2002, 2004, you're competing against Atmosphere. Well, I know. And I feel like I like them both in their own right. I probably like Atmosphere more, but obviously. But I'd say that they're both. I mean, de- I like them both. Hmm. I really probably shouldn't play Atmosphere. Yeah, probably hate that one. Shame with our censorship rules. I know. Did you listen to his five EPs? He did the Sad Clown, mm-hmm. Sad Summer, Sad Clown, Sad Winter. Did that Linden Boulevard? Did you ever listen to that? I don't remember. I have it in my computer, but since we're on, I do. ITunes. When I first, when I listened to most of Atmosphere, it was on my old Zune in um, like 2007. I got my Zune, I think. And I had like so many songs from my brother that because uh-huh. he had like every single atmosphere song, and so I would just put it on shuffle, and then I all I knew like the names of my favorite like ten. Yeah, this is my favorite song I think he's ever done. Let me not find a live version. I've seen him live in concert. Do you ever see that other white guy, Elemento? Like he never. Well, it's good, because we're going to dissect some music here pretty soon. I uh, was watching... Oh, we'll get into it. This is really Ray Rice-appropriate music. You can try to change The Ravens come out song out of the Yeah, time. seriously. <laughs> Get a man that pre-bargained out of murder. Ray Lewis. Got a wife beater in Ray Rice. Bunch of thugs up in Baltimore. I like it. Baltimore. How do you beat a woman that gives you her soul every night? Right? You beat her up in bed. Right. Did you see the video of it? Oh yeah. I was like, my whole literal jaw, my whole face, literally dropped. Like, there's some funny. That they have it on camera too. I was like, 
idiot. There's some very politically incorrect videos of world star hip hop of people commentary on how much of a wimp Ray Rice is and how a weak hook that was. They're like analyzing the hook. They're like, listen, let's talk technique. This is awful. You could have done some damage. Oh, so oh, before we get off Red Fest. Oh, yeah. There are I don't ve- ever want to get off. I would never. There are events leading all the way up to the Friday concert. So there's like a kickoff event on that Monday morning. What is that? Food mean? provided by Rock the U. So from 11 to 1 on the 15th, there's free food. So wait, we have Rock the U and Imagine You. Yeah. Sounds repetitive. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. The next day, the 16th, uh, there's a mind reader in the Union Plaza and free pizza Ooh. at 12.30 p.m. So what if she tells you you're going to die? Oh, this is funny. This we is should funny. Inter- we should interview him. Oh, my god! You want to, as yeah. a bit, just screw with him? Oh, yeah. What time? Um, 12.30 p.m. Should we take a what recorder day? and see if I can, Tuesday the 16th, mm, see if we can take a recorder and if I can see. get... We'll do it. No, see if I, I can like get enough attention to get volunteered up so that he can read my mind. So next Tuesday, huh? And I'll tell everyone in advance that the only thing I'm thinking about is... As of now, I have no work. Yes. That'll be pending, guys, but you should go anyway. 12.30 p.m. on the 16th, Mind Reader at the Union Plaza. Then Wednesday from 10 to 2 is our first Lunchbox concert series. Hoorah. Uh, for those of you who haven't been to any of those, they started last year. They're a lunchtime concert from 10 to 10 to 2 in the, the Union Plaza. The cops always come. Yeah, why there will be a cop there. there. Yeah. Heck uh, live music will be provided by some local group. I know that they took submissions all last week and are now deliberating. Um, I've never seen a bad one, and I've been to what? They've 10 all been of them? good, yeah. Twelve. They're of them? all really good, and there's free food. Ku will be there. Yeah. You'll see a bunch of people that are very uncomfortable talking to other people. That's so us. Go there. <laughs> no, not us, but the rest of them. Go there and ask them questions, especially the really young ones. It's funny. All right, and then the Thursday. Mm-hmm. So the Thursday of Red Fest week, there's a free film on the Union Lawn. Joy. Something from nothing. Ugh. The art of rap. Seven thirty really? p.m. See, I think the kid... We're getting so... It's Gavin that works at ASUU. He's one of those hip-hop kids. Oh. KDZ, I think, is his group. No, Devin. Devin. Yeah. Uh, I, we got to have a booking right. conversation. Then Friday's the him. concert. Y'all know that. 5.30 to 10, Union Lawn. Can so we basically bring in some acid metal, some death metal, <laughs> some... What happened? We'll get a Metallica cover, like a cover band. Why not? That'd be funny. This, I'd the, be down. It's just bad hip-hop. Yeah. Like... Bob, really? Yeah. Mm. But basically, guys, there's stuff all week starting Hello, on the 15th. Bob. Noon at the Union somewhere. You can find So all next something. week? Uh, yes, so all Red next Fest week. So Red Fest next Friday? Yes. Mm. And all week around noon in the Union or around the Union, there should be something going on. Chances for free food a couple days this week. So. Yeah, right. Free food. What kind of free food? Pizza, <laughs> one of them. Um, uh, food provided by Rock the U on the first on the Red Fest kickoff on Monday. I don't know what that's gonna be. How does your publicist let you go by the name Bob, and then use an acronym as Bob with no acronym? Except for like then in one of his albums, then he calls himself. It's called like this Adventures of Bobby Ray or something. I'm like, what name <sighs> do you go by, homie? Let's pick. So do the groupies go, Hey Bobby Ray? I don't know. I hate him. 
I hate him already. <sighs> Why am I in a bad mood now? <laughs> We've got... What else is fun news? What else is fun news? I figure... We're Trying to update y'all. We're starting to get a lot of kids dropping out of school. Don't give up. Don't give up yet. It's only the third week. They're dumb tests by marginal professors. Not marginal professors, but professional... Just do your homework. There's get study groups. Yeah. And that's if you want to try. I bet there are like a hundred ways to pass and not learn a thing. <laughs> of course So there those are. of you, go, you know, so lazy that you have to drop out, you could pass and be just as lazy with a little finesse. What is it that keeps kids from studying? Do you think it's them actually just not wanting to do the work? I think, honestly, in my experience up here, I'm someone who's really in like my workspace and in my school space. I may be a procrastinator, but I'm very organized as far as homework and projects and studying. And I know how to study. I think the real problem is that kids don't know how to do it on their own. They don't know how, like when you don't get a study guide that says, here's everything you need to know. They don't know how to like pick apart what's important. At least that's what I learned in group study, like study groups and in reviews with all my classmates i think the biggest thing i noticed in people who were failing and like underwater it was because they had no idea how to even begin studying if it wasn't like the cool kids fed even the ones trying like they just can't they're just kids who come up from high school i feel like and are so ill-equipped to learn on their own in any way and so they don't know how to handle college where like you get a lecture but you need to also delve into the material in your study. The U has certainly gotten better at having, you know, uh, with the advent of the internet really becoming global and the U having such a good server network, it's much easier to get help than it oh, ever yeah. has the been. Oh yeah, the U gives a lot of. But the U being a commuter school and so many kids being lazy and doing it at home on the computer, it's really hard to hook in and find a good counselor. Yeah. Because if you don't know where you're going, if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't, you can really fail quickly. And it only takes a matter of being lazy three days and you're just about out the door. Because especially as freshmen and sophomores, professors don't care about you because yeah. they don't know if you're going to make it. Right? Yeah. You really don't start bonding with your professors until your senior year. You know year. something I liked? at least in the music department, and I wish they did it throughout campus because I noticed they don't quite do it like in the larger areas like psychology mm -hmm. because, I mean, that's all I have experience with is the two. But in the music program, even to sign up for classes, there isn't just like first-year mandatory advising. You have like a specific, if you're an instrumentalist education major, you have a specific advisor who is available to go talk to, to help you with your classes, and you're required to see them before signing up for lessons and things. Mm -hmm. And so it, like, forces you from the get-go to, like, have a good in with a higher-up professor. But, like, in the psych program, they just have student counselors who help out, and it's, like, two kids who kind of handle everyone, and no one really knows specifically what you're doing. Does that make sense? Of course. So I found in music, it's like a... It was a better experience for sure. In but that see, with side. music, you're talking people that have an interest of music and understand what a chord is or what a note is. When you're a history student or a philosophy student or a business student, it's very easy to fall through the crack because yeah. no one really gives a exactly. Care. I think there's got to be some. 
I mean, I think the U does it really well, but there's got to be some better way to assign the advising better than they do it with like first year mandatory because and then I you don't just find w- some really vague section head who has seen hundreds of kids and who's just signing a paper off for you. And I don't want a 24 year old. Let's go to break. Boom. No, you can keep talking. I can hold this one in for a couple <laughs> just minutes. Let it go. <laughs> We're live on radio. Cough it up, girl. <coughs> but it's like a tickle. I don't Let know it go. how to cough Let up. it go. You sure? I think I'm good for a sec. We can finish this conversation. And that commercial was brought to you by nobody. I know. By nobody. So I don't like, one of the major problems I had in the communication department is I had like the most phenomenal uh, advisors, you know, really onto their game. And then he up and quit. He was a graduate student. Something happened. He quit. And he was all I knew. And then they brought someone in and it was like, oh, I have to teach them how to do their job about me. And there's so much turnover because they have, oh, wait, it's a theme in this city. Young kids volunteering or signing up with a job and being dissatisfied because they have to make an effort and quitting. So we're going to go to break here in just a second, like super quick, because I was watching this, the Nirvana Unplugged the other day. And they have a great song called Where Did You Sleep Last Night? Most people know it was uh, made in 1944 by a a blues musician named Lead Belly. So I thought we'd decide which one's better. Okay. And then we were talking about, oh, duplicate songs. And then you brought up uh, All Along the Watchtower by Bob Dylan. So we have the Jimi Hendrix one. Yes. But I think, so I have a Bob Dylan by himself, but it's not good. Because there was a time period where Bob Dylan was doing something to his voice where he almost couldn't sing. Yeah. I have a great one with Tom Petty um, in their Australian tour, Dueling Banjos. And then probably the greatest one I've heard is with the Grateful Dead in Oakland. Because in 1987, that summer, they revived his career. He toured with them all over the country all summer. Next thing you know, Bob Dylan's the greatest man in the world. (laughs) So let's play a commercial, I guess. And then when we come back, we'll get straight into Lead Belly. And then should we tease what we have after that? Oh, yes. For anyone who wants to make sure they stay on to listen. We have Rebecca and I's new BFF. New BFF in heels. <laughs> Michelle. Coming in to talk shop on the game. Yeah, this from Rivals.com. Yeah. So. To fill us in. And then uh, opinions. We have our chancellor, counselor. Our sister show. No, do- our daughter. No, all you radio is not responsible for anything. Stepchild, <laughs> our distant nephew's show, Camp Jackie. Yes. From nine to ten. Don't the, listen. The world class comedian Jackson Banks, with Greg Kite coming in studio. He's an accountant. He's a very funny comedian. Should yeah. be funny. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hello, I'm local celebrity and heartthrob, The Jackie. 
I'm not as good looking in person, so when you see me, don't you dare look at me. Just let me talk in your ear. Join me as I talk about politics, the supernatural, and saving the economy through the knitting of many hats. Tune in to Camp Jackie with Jackson Banks Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Attendance is mandatory. School is back in session, and so is OU Radio with your hosts, Rebecca and Sasha. Catch us at our new slot this fall, every Tuesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. at KUradio.org. If you haven't, please like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Radio. Yes, hello everyone. Hello, hello. I promise that my disposition has changed. Fabulous. So when you get into that that new age hip hop, it's almost like you got to take classic rock and just call it rap, or classic rap and call it rap, and let this hip hop thing be like hipster hop. Hipster yeah. hop, yeah, yeah, whatever it is. I should get myself in the face for that one. I'm excited to talk with Michelle about the new white helmets. Me too. A nice piece of fashion, to a point of fashion to discuss with our heel-loving friend. Should be good. You mean? Our wedge-loving friend. Our wedge-loving friend. Snap. <clears throat> That's the truth. I wonder what she wore this last weekend. Did you see her at the game? Uh, no, apparently she we had a in the box. major miscommunication. I actually lied to her a little bit. <laughs> I, f- I forgot my phone uh my house. And so I guess she was texting me and calling me and trying to get a hold of me. So um, I didn't get to see her. Bummer. But um, next week I'm going to guide her through and take her to the truck and you know, there's stuff we got to talk about off air, but uh, you're included in that conversation. Mm-hmm. I just got to talk about it off air. So, I was spending one of the evenings all by myself the other day, and it's not anything new. Nirvana Unplugged. Fuck you all. This is the last song Oops. of the evening. Whoops. Naughty, naughty. <clears throat> this was written by a. What? My favorite performer. Our favorite performer, isn't it? All of ours? You like him the best? <laughs> oh, and there's a donation basket for Kurt wants to buy Lead Belly's guitar. Oh, yeah. This guy representing the Lead Belly estate wants to sell me Lead Belly's guitar for $500,000. For passing a basket. Yeah. I even asked David Geffen personally if he'd buy it for me. Why would you not buy him the guitar? That's probably why he killed himself. If I could, I would have. So we'll let this play a little minute, and then we'll go back to Lead Belly, see who's better, or who you like more. Is there 
Good guitarist. I mean, yeah. You got a bass guitar in there. Yeah. My girl, don't lie to me. Tell me when did you sleep last night? In the pines, in the pines, where the sun don't ever shine. I would shiver the whole night. I think this is a great version. I think the best song on this album is Plateau, which I think is a meatloaf cover. But it's beautiful, and I think the song was really revived by him. Yeah. It's definitely a different take on the blues. I mean, I think it's a good cover. As someone who likes to play covers, I would call this a successful cover. It's good. It, like doesn't take away from the song do you know what I mean? but it adds another feel so it's not just listening to the same song done by a slightly different voice it's got those I mean? heavy drums that Lead Belly never oh, had absolutely not. a driving and, like bass force and a plugged in different. guitar <clears throat> yeah so I like it though great voice he felt the song it wasn't he wasn't a patsy like Bob it's emotional it's from his soul it's it's, his heart is popping when he's singing yeah a lot of people don't do that anymore but that's why Nirvana might be around for another hundred years possibly I like it I think this is good okay so what about this part let me pull it up louder He loses me a little bit there. Yeah. It's almost because you can hear his throat, uh, his capillaries, like, bursting. Yeah. He couldn't be a musician at 50 doing this. Oh, no. He would have... Major throat no, surgery. No kind of... He could not retain his vocal health going the speed and the rate. He was... And he was a huge smoker, too. Oh, wasn't yeah. He? And he, he was drinker. really, really putting a number on his throat, if nothing else. I, w- I would be interested to see what his voice would be like now. But it's beautiful. Yeah. Okay, let's go to Lead Belly. Let's, let's hear the You want to fade me down there, Becca? And then... Uh, 
I mean, there's sadness there. Oh, yeah. Courtney Hole wasn't sleeping around on him. Or is it her name? Courtney. I like it. Sam is such a sucker for this type of music. Old blues and jazz. All that good soul stuff. Even the Tin Pan Alley covers. I love all of it. This is such beautiful music. Simple chord. A nice little waltz feel. A sad waltz. So, I'll shut up. How many how many strings do you think he's playing here? He's playing the most simple chords. Remember, most of them didn't have full strings on their guitars. Good voice? Yeah, definitely a crooner. Crooner, <laughs> I like that. And I am partial to old, old-timey crooners. I love it. So which do you like better? Which would you rather listen to? I would could listen to this. You're in a group of 20 people hosting a party. <laughs> you got not necessarily party music, but I don't know that I don't know that many people would appreciate this. It's my fear too. But you have to appreciate the time period too, and like the recording technology that was going on, and the advancements that were being made in recorded music. And if you take that into consideration, I think people would be a little more open and impressed with it okay let's go old school first then we'll go new school and <laughs> i mean new school will go <laughs> mid 90s so yeah because you know here. roberta flack singing my life with his words killing me softly with his song killing me softly What is that? Is that an organ? Huh? Was oh, that an organ? They dropped off? How did they do that? I didn't even notice. Shame on you. I'm just like grooving, hanging out of She's right so here. hot. She's so hot. I heard he sang. But it's a sad song. song. Is it a sad song or a song? I heard he had a style. It's supposed to be sad. And so Isn't I it? came to see. I mean, that's mastery of her, of her voice box. Yeah. You could see where Whitney Houston would come from listening to this as a little girl. She had great mastery of her voice. And this is Motown at its height. So jealous of Randall Carlyle. Go back and listen to those little sneak peeks on a uh, Motown, especially number two. So what do you think, Becca? I love it. You love it? Yes. Me too. 
I think Lauren Hill and the Fugees, her first 25 seconds of Killing Me Softly, some of the most beautiful music in the world, fade me down. And they ruined it. And they ruined it. You ready? Go ahead. Singing my life with his this already sounds like Killing me softly with his like got the echo. It sounds like like a really soulful and sync song. Pre-auto-tuned. Auto-tuned. Oh, yeah. Real echo in there. Got some bass in there. Popping her up a bit. Here it gets ruined. With his song. No! One time. Oh. Yeah, I definitely don't. Okay, <clears throat> now she this? goes back after that. I don't feel it at all. Because the beat with it lends zero emotion to the song, so I don't even listen to the words, and so it doesn't mean anything. It's like a freestyle, an acapella. It's horrible. It's no good. But it was... One of the most successful albums in the 90s. I don't get that whole Wyclef thing and Praz in there. See? Shut up. Just shut up. Just let people sing. Yeah, I definitely don't. I would never listen to this. Personally. Like, on purpose. And, like, willingly. On my own. Like you can be a phenomenal singer And musician And totally miss The point and the feel of a song You know I feel like this completely missed She's got a phenomenal feel. voice Oh yeah like I, had I such mean a it's hard to sound bad It definitely doesn't sound bad It just doesn't sound right She was in that movie as like A 15, 16 year old girl with the nuns, the nun house with Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, um. Whatever it was. Sister Act. Oh, she was so hot. And just her face and eyes stole the movie. Yeah. And then she did that little choir singing. That's what made her. But how do you, who is this guy in the background? I mean, Wyclef butchered uh, Bob Marley's song. Redemption song. Uh, yeah. You remember that horseshniz? Yeah. <laughs> horseshniz. You want to pull that? Well, no. We're running out of time here. Okay. Oh man. Uh, we totally are out of time. We got a little time. Okay. We don't have to do my one. Oh, I don't mind. I want to. Let's do you this. You know, quickly. I'm glad that you picked something from like you picked um such an old song. Because when you talked about this, the first thing that came to my mind was, um, and I, it was something I never learned about or thought to even think about until I was in the music history program here, but I'd never known much about the first coverings of songs That's great. and how, well, and how back 
way back when they first started writing all this sheet music and like mass producing it for people so that they could play in their own homes. It was African-American artists who like laid the basis for all the good music. And then these white artists would cover it, but never really credit it. And they, since there was no copyrights, they didn't have to pay them any royalties. So white people in America would make like crazy money while the black community was like putting out music and composing, but no one was getting any recognition or money for it because you could just cover it and call it your own and then tour with it. We should, Isn't that crazy? We should investigate uh, Elvis on this show because I, oh, yeah. I can do it. I have a lot of the music. Oh, we'll do so. So this is uh, all along the Watchtower. Bob, Dylan, I think this is with Grateful Dead. I went out of order. Oh, Jerry's so good. I guess she's here. Okay, she can wait. She's early. Woo. Hello, Michelle. Hello, Michelle. Okay, so... Th- uh, I think we tuned up most of his voice there. Yeah. Okay. This is 87, his voice. It's better. Here's him. I think this is in the 60s. Him by himself. This is like his first single release. There must be some way out of here Say the joker to the theme There's too much confusion I can't what get no relief I love Bob Dylan, so I buy it. I biased, I can't Okay, so fade me out here And then here's him, I think in the 90s with Tom Petty in Australia, dueling banjos tour. One of the greatest concerts I've ever seen. Bob Dylan and Tom Petty are like hands down favorites. His voice sounds better in the 90s. Right? But it's yeah. still. I accept all of them. I'm good with all of them. I like all of them. And then here's the big one. Uh, let's go another minute on this song. And then uh, probably the hmm, people are gonna say this is the greatest rendition. I'm sure. Where did it go? Where did it go? We good? Yeah. Everyone knows this version. Everyone thinks this is Jimmy's song. See, that's what's funny is, so I was going to say that when I mentioned this one, I was like, specifically because 
every person I've ever talked to about this song, like offhand at like a party or something, has always, if they even know it, they think it's Jimi Hendrix. They're like, oh yeah, I love Jimi. And I'm like, no. Close though. It's a hell of a song. This has that real Vietnam sound. It's so good. I love this one. So which one do you like better? Um, I honestly... I feel like they're kind of all such different feels of the same good, really awesome song that like it just depends what you're in the mood for. I kind of like the Jimmy version probably the best just for listening to, like all the like frequently. But I mean the Dylan and the Petty versions are both both really good. So with that then, I'm gonna go to break. We're gonna go to break. Um I want to play out, though, the Grateful Dead Bob Dylan one, because I think for any of you that really enjoy guitar, yeah. like, I think this is good guitar music, but if you really want to hear the brilliance of Jerry Garcia and Bob Dylan doing drugs together <laughs> and making beautiful music... This is for you. No, so this is a good slide there. Well, we'll go to break with this song playing, then we'll go back to back with uh, Grateful Dead, Jimi Hendrix, which is an open source song. Oh, yeah. It's just a soundboard, so we'll keep that in through the, most of it through the break. It's a and long song. And then when we're back, uh, in about 10 minutes or so, we will be with Michelle from Rivals talking football. Yes, I like that. All right, thanks for listening. This is Steve Solberg, comedian and voice of Ragnar, and you're listening to Old Ute Radio.
and we're back here at All Ute Radio with your hosts, Rebecca and Sasha, in studio with our guest and friend, Michelle from Rivals.com. How are you? I'm good, guys. How are you? Good. You changed your hair. Uh, yeah, actually, it was different last week, too. What like was it? it. <laughs> it's, it's back closer to my natural color. So. Coming in for winter? Ready yeah. to darken up a little? I've been thinking the same thing all week. Okay, go <laughs> explain this to me, ladies. For all us dumb men out there, you change <laughs> your hair happens. for the season. When it gets warm, everyone wants to cut all their hair off because it's hot. Okay. And because summer is fun. And you want to go lighter because the sun will bleach your hair anyway. And lighter is supposed to be like the look for summer. Right. Girls who are brunettes will go blonde. Girls like me will try to do some caramel ombre. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then when winter rolls around, it's time for dark hair again. Well, and the whole thing behind mine is I, a couple of years ago, did my hair black and then decided I was done with the super, super black. So <laughs> I had to bleach it all out. But as a result, my hair doesn't hold the color anymore. So when summer rolls around, it starts bleaching out, but it goes orange. It's like, I don't want orange hair. I so I went want blonde. And then now that I won't be outside as much, it's back to my natural color. So then why yeah. are the Utes going <laughs> white helmet for the winter and fall? Because they're crazy. Because that helmet is We're bad. Gonna, I was excited to talk about it. I was like, here's my biggest question. Since I'm not a huge football, football person, and I usually just kick back during these and sit and listen and soak up the knowledge. How is cute, like how awesome and like cut, the way that they're cut and the way that they look and like, all the shadows and the edges on the helmets. I love it. Uh-huh. I was like sitting there so staring at it when the news article came out. I love it. Well, and the stripe going down the yeah. center of it too. No, I think it looks so cool. It's something that I actually was informed about clear back in June. But kind of it was like, okay, I've got to like keep my mouth shut <laughs> until they're ready to announce it. But I, I'm i so excited that they finally announced it. I'm excited. I like them. They're going to go white on white on white for the game. What color are the numbers going to be? Red? I think they're red. They can't go gray? Yeah, they I should think, go gray. I think they're red. Silver. I'm, I'm not a big fan of so their uniforms white. this year. I, the, or, the sleeves mm-hmm. on their jerseys, it looks weird. It looks weird. Especially <laughs> on TV. Like, it's, it's sort of acceptable in person. Right. But on TV, the colors don't work. You know, honestly... Their uniforms don't bother me as much as I thought they would. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they, the whole fiasco when they released the, the fan version, I was like, dang, those are so ugly. Those are so ugly. ugly. They are so hideous. But the player version, I think, looks really sharp. Actually, I I don't mind the player version at all. Yeah. But the fan one, I, I no. <laughs> How important is the uniform these days with recruiting because of Oregon? I, you know, I think it kind of is important. Right? I mean, and I just, I think about even like my younger brother, he's almost 22. So he's in the same age range. Obviously, I'm still kind of in the same age range as well. But I mean, you just think about it and like even my brother with clothes and stuff, like, he likes things that look cool and sharp and hip and mm-hmm. up to date. I just think that's just kind of a common thing nowadays. Even even with guys, even with sports teams, 
people like things that are just up to date and visually pleasing and it kind of pumps them up and you know i i think it's important and i think oregon kind of started something there it's creative it's fun it makes it more exciting it's almost tune in what uniform are they going to wear next week well, I mean, they added another line for Vegas, I, you know, and now it's a big thing to kind of guess what uniform combo teams will come out with for certain games. So I heard they released 34 uniforms for sale for their quarterback, and I forget his name, uh, the Oregon's quarterback. Marcus Mariota? Yeah, 34 uniforms. Jeez. And he's not singing a single penny. Well, I mean, that's, that's a whole nother issue. <laughs> well, publicly. <laughs> whole nother issue there. <laughs> so Fresno State Bulldogs mm-hmm. came up here to Salt Lake City. Uh, tried hard. Is that fair? They tried hard in the game? Uh, no? You know, I I think they gave it their all. If, you, if I'm going to be honest, I felt like there was more fight from Idaho State than there was Fresno. I think they tried like the first little bit and as soon as Utah came and slapped them like yeah. that first that first quarter, I think they were a little they were kind of done. I think they were done. Sideline wise, they were more vocal about, "Come on guys, don't give up. We're here. We're great. We're awesome. We're going to dominate these people." They never quit that. As where with Idaho State, you had none of that. Okay. The coaches were really pissed like Watching coaches <laughs> having no control of what's happening on the field outside yeah. of the X's note is awesome because they get really mad. Well, I was going to say, I, I would think that Dave Tram would be particularly frustrated. I mean, anytime, and I know those guys say it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's, you know, you forget about it once you're on the field and stuff. But I think there is a little bit of pride there. And, of course, you want to, like, show up the place that you used to work or you know was so, he a you yeah, yeah he, he was, was a he line was, coach right no offensive coordinator That's years ago one of the many <laughs> yeah okay wow i totally forgotten about that yeah there's a large olive branch from the ute coaching staff hmm so what were your impressions then of the utes in general i thought defensively they cleaned a lot of things up i think it was pretty clear that the twos and threes on defense aren't quite as good as the ones on offense. It appears that there really isn't much difference between the ones and twos, which is mind blowing to say. Uh, I I never thought I'd say that about Utah's offense because they're <laughs> such a defensive team. With that being said, I'm not concerned about the twos not being quite up where the ones are defensively uh just from the standpoint and a lot of people have brought this up you're never going to see the twos all out on the field at the same time you have to look at it from a talent level and there's a lot of good talent there that if they were put in you know to replace someone with the ones they would be fine have we caught up uh depth wise with some of the powerhouse teams i think they're getting close Again, surprisingly, I think it's the offense that is about where it needs to be. I think the defense, there's still a little bit of work to be done and maybe a little bit on the offensive line still as well as far as depth goes. But I think they're, I think they're on the right track. Who's our running back? Uh, you know, it seems more fluid with Bubba. Right. 
but uh, the other man is fantastic mm-hmm. also. Booker. Booker, Booker yeah. is something else. It's almost a wrestling name. Bubba and Booker. Bubba and Booker. Bubba and Booker in the morning. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should get him a KU doing a show. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a radio <laughs> handle for sure. Um, no, I... I don't think, really, honestly, Utah can go wrong starting one over the other, to be perfectly honest. And I think the biggest reason why Booker maybe hasn't been the guy yet and why he's received less reps is because he has had some ball security issues, and I think they wanted to test him in games and see where he was at, and I think he's passed with flying colors. Now, whether that means that they move Booker ahead of Poole or not, I, I okay. don't know. Like I said, I don't think they could really go wrong either way. Poole's obviously a lot more patient, you know, kind of gradually works those yards, whereas Booker takes them by force. And so I think it's probably going to be a matter of opponent and just kind of, again, what Utah's looking to do. And I've said the same thing about Travis versus Kendall as far as quarterbacks go I don't think they could have made a wrong decision as far as those two go it was you know a matter of where they visualized the offense going and what they wanted to do with it more than anything one of the things I was thinking about in my head was years and years ago in order to get to the NFL you had to be the man in college as a running back Mm mm-hmm Now it almost seems like it might be a blessing to have two running backs because instead of having 400 carries for four years, you're at 225 carries every year for four years, which means when you get into the NFL, you're healthier. Mm -hmm. Your body's not as worn out. Running backs get the snot being out. All day. All day. All practice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's no. fantastic. <laughs> well, I mean, ask them in like 10 years. They may not think that so much. I'm sorry. Um, but no, I I do think that is kind of turning into the case. I, I think it's a lot better for those guys, you know, if they do have NFL aspirations to maybe split time with someone. Because in the NFL, I don't think it's all that common. I can't really think of any team off the top of my head that splits time between two backs. And so that kind of helps, I would think, prolong their career. And running back's one of the shortest careers. I think it's running back and offensive linemen Mm -hmm. that have the shortest careers in the NFL. I can't figure out if our starting quarterback throws a good football. (laughs) It's always wobbly. It is wobbly. But it goes very fast. But it goes fast and it gets it's on where it needs to go. Mm -hmm. I mean, I... You know, and a lot of people nitpick, you know, throwing motion. I think at the college level, it's not nearly as important as it is in the pro level. His and height makes up for because he throws. He throws very low for his yeah. height. He throws very low for his height, um, which is surprising. But the other kind of interesting thing about Travis, and I can't say that I've really watched recently to see if he still does it. But in spring, I was noticing sometimes he'd more sidearm it and it'd be a little bit lower, but then other times it would be up and over. And I don't know why he switches back and forth between the two. Have Um, you noticed it between standing and running or moving to his right? 
I honestly haven't paid that close of attention. Okay. I just, I, I was feeling really proud that I just happened <laughs> to make that observation. I like um, it. But, you know, I don't, like I said, I need to pay a little more attention to see if he's still doing that. As far as I can recall, I, I think he's been a little bit more consistent as to which way he's thrown it. But I think last year that was part of his problem is that he'd switch back and forth between the two. And it's still tough to judge because the safety cornerbacks, Mike Linebacker, aren't as good as the ones he'll be facing in five weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But and, he looks like he's having fun. And I think, you know what, with everything he's been through, that's probably the most important thing is for him to just go out and have some fun, do well, be out with his guys, you know, reconnect, get back into football, and... I, I kind of feel like everything else will just kind of work out for him. What was his stats there? Do you have them? Yeah. So Wilson on Saturday went 11 of 20 for 181 yards, five touchdowns, and his longest throw of the day was 41 yards. So a little over 50%. Is that yeah. concerning for a coach? You know, both he and Witt brought up in the after-game press conference that they would—they both want his completion percentage to be a little bit higher than it was. But you also have to consider pretty much every throw he made was a touchdown. Was a touchdown or a big yardage gain? There was no time to develop a fluidity on the field because it was bang, 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 bang. Or a long run. Exactly. I mean, were they getting like five yards a carry too? Which changes the throwing game. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Tough problems to have in the Pac-12. Oh, I know. <laughs> Horrible. Who wants that? So they have a bye. Mm-hmm. Michigan just came off a 31-0 uh, beating to one of their rivals, Notre Dame. Yes. Then they go to Miami of Ohio. Mm-hmm. Come home for the running Utes. Mm-hmm. Not the running Utes. The yeah, that's Utes. basketball. Shame on Let, you, let's Mr. Not, let's not get too let's ahead of ourselves ahead here. <laughs> <laughs> September 20th, Michigan, going to be cold. It's an evening game? No. Uh, no, it's afternoon. 3 th- 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. Yep. Okay. So that's cold. So that's going to be cold. You think? Yeah, I'd bring a jacket. I was going to say, I, I've been watching the weather because I'm going. Um, oh, you're going to be in a skirt and high heels. Huh? Oh, no way. No? no way. Maybe. Depends. Depends on what it's doing. If it's reasonably nice outside, sneakers and jeans and maybe like a light, okay. light little jacket. Or if it's awful, then something a little more heavy duty and some boots. Do you have a press pass? Uh, not for that game. I'm going strictly as a fan. Oh, I'm okay. excited. I'm going to cheer and yell because Saturday was so hard in the press box not <laughs> to be like, <laughs> There were so many good plays. So it was just like, it was really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Drez Anderson's a beast. Like, he didn't have a quiet game. No. No, he was a lot more visible yeah. today. He, again, didn't have a lot coming his way but what he did get he made the most of three catches for 84 yards and two touchdowns his longest play of the day was 41 yards uh, that 41 yard pass from wilson how'd scott do yard wise oh my goodness scott had a phenomenal day scott had six catches for 77 yards and two touchdowns okay so he's leading touchdowns for the team drez has more yards I believe, and yes. And he's just down a touchdown. This is going to be fun all year. Oh, 
and they kind of in the press conference they said it it turned into this Kenneth got the first touchdown so Drez is sitting there going well I need a touchdown so he goes out and gets the next one so then Ken's like well dang I need to get one so he goes out and gets one and then Drez gets one and somewhere in the middle there uh Wesley Tonga made that beautiful catch. It was almost Lynn Swan-like. He had a big drop, too. Did. I, Out on the sideline, the near sideline. Might have been I'm, a bad throw, though. I was going to say, I'm trying to remember, because I watched it last night. I think Wilson overthrew him a little. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You can't make all of those. But like I said, it got thrown out of bounds. It was in a place where either Wes was going to get it or it was going to go out of bounds. So, but no, the, and I have to, I have to give it to both Wes and Kenneth. I think they made plays that Utah was sorely missing last year. And it, it's not so much because they were missing, but just no one on the roster was capable of doing what they did yesterday. Kenneth stretching out to make that one catch that was a little bit out of his reach and ended up falling, you know, onto the ground or Wes jumping up to get that ball, twisting around and carrying like three guys with him into the end zone. Just really kind of forcing their will on Fresno's defense. It was awesome to watch. Did you see uh, the mighty listeners of OU Radio? I'm just going to take credit for this. They had the signs for the BYU quarterback, which will go unnamed. Oh, Max. Max Hall. Max Hall. Okay. Max Hall stole my, what was it? Max Hall stole my seat, something like that. It was really funny. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Poor Max. <laughs> Poor Max. <laughs> it's not going to go away. No. I, I think we kind of touched on this last week. You know, not something to joke about, but at the same time, when you say something just so far out there. It, it's going to stick with you, and if you trip up, do something bad, people are going to bring it up in an instant. So Brady Hoke, phenomenal coach of Michigan. Seems like they're rebuilding a little bit this year. I mean, you got it. You know, they beat Appalachian State mm-hmm. uh, 52, what was it, 52-14, mm-hmm. which is an improvement from three years ago or four years ago when they lost. Mm-hmm. 31-0 Notre Dame, that's not a good performance. No. Not at all. I love Brady Hoke. I love Brady Hoke. I think he is such a good guy. I remember him from being in San Diego State and, you know, being in the Mountain West Conference with Utah and just thinking, you know, what he did with San Diego State was awesome. Mm -hmm. I think in a different way, but kind of along a similar note, he's kind of discovered along with the Utes, along with TCU, that being in a big boy conference is kind of a different animal. You know, he, unlike TCU and Utah, you know, where the coaching staff and all that stayed the same, the team just moved to a different conference. He he doesn't have the leeway that Coach Whittingham. Not quite. Not even not close. Quite. I mean, if he doesn't win their last game of the season against Ohio State without their starting quarterback, he might not be back. There's, I've seen some speculation out there that if they lose to Utah, he could be out. Kind Ooh. of a USC type thing. Um, Makes sense. With uh, Lane Kiffin last year. Mm-hmm. So. I think Utah can win this one. You know what? They feel pretty confident. 
<laughs> are they wearing white uniforms out there? Yeah, they're all white. Oh, yeah, of course they are. Uh-huh. All white. Those kids are going to be jumping in mud, finding <laughs> mud just to jump into. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it rains <laughs> just to get a little bit muddy. Wouldn't be surprised. You can take a bunch of pictures? You know what? I think I'm going to try to. Absolutely. You should live tweet it. it. Well, I mean, the big house. How can you not take yeah. pictures of that? It's almost, and well, you- probably... I don't know. Is it more epic than going to the Coliseum? They're both pretty storied. No, I'd say Notre Dame, Michigan. What's another big one? Ohio State, and then the Rose Bowl. Coliseum's junk. I was gonna say it's dumpy, but it's cool. They got good museums. Dumpy but cool. (laughs) Their bathroom stalls, though, holy. Awesome. (laughs) Uh, you know, again, I I pretend to be a lot taller than I am. I'm five eight. But even so, when the stall hits you like chest height, <laughs> like, there's a problem. There is a big, big problem. So Coliseum, get that fixed, please. <laughs> <laughs> so what is uh, Rival saying about this game? What, how's the matchup look? I, from my view, I think the matchup looks really good. I actually had a chance to briefly talk with Brian Blecken after... Um, practice today for a minute Mm -hmm. and he feels like kind of a Stanford like game for him and they matched up so well against Stanford more of the big physical smash mouth really kind of what those guys like to do so I I think it has the potential to be a really good game he's an interesting person career-wise comes in as a freshman Mm -hmm. lights it up Oh, yeah. Lights it up as a sophomore. First game against Pittsburgh, I believe. Gets that interception, preserves the win for Utah in overtime. It was awesome. Gets a silly mandated suspension for marijuana. Hasn't gone right since, right? Swallowed a bee. You forgot swallowed a bee. Never heard about that one. You never heard about that? (laughs) How awesome. I think that was his sophomore year. First day of fall camp, he swallowed a bee. And it stung him in the throat? Yeah. That's hilarious. That must be one of the most miserable things in the world. Yeah. I think they still call him like the beekeeper or something like that. It tickles me. That makes me happy. (laughs) Uh, Oh, wow. So he's more quiet these days, or am I wrong? In terms of, you know, getting the sack or the interception, he's still hitting hard. You can see guys not wanting to catch the ball when he's running toward mm-hmm. them. That was evident this last week. And I think that that's one of those unwritten stats that don't show up. Right. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people purposely avoid him mm-hmm. uh, just because he has made a name for himself so so early on in his career. He had a monster hit on someone two weeks ago yes. in their opener that just made me laugh. <laughs> that sets a precedent <laughs> exactly. on game tape. Yep. Exactly. Uh, he almost had another monster hit against Fresno. Uh, didn't quite make the guy. The guy slipped him and ended up, I forgot who, ended up taking him out. But Brian kind of missed that hit. But that probably would have been... Another one that would have just had me <laughs> rolling up in the booth. But. It's an important season for him. And I feel bad for him because they brought him to linebacker, then they brought him back and to safety. Mm-hmm. He needs to just stay, right? You know, he's another one of those guys that is just so versatile. I think 
really they could stick him just about anywhere they want to on the field and he would do well he just has such a natural instinct for I think where the ball is going to go or you know who he needs to cover that can he play mm, in the NFL you know I don't know I he's got the head game he's got the strength he doesn't mm -hmm. have the speed you know again sometimes smarts totally beats out speed Brian Urlacher you know, and that, that was something when I was playing soccer. Soccer players are all supposed to be super fast. You know, I was not particularly fast. But I could see, I could visualize where the ball was going to go and be able to make a play still, still the ball away without having to really do much. So I, I think Brian's kind of in the same caliber there. Okay, so since you're going to Michigan as a fan girl, mm -hmm. give me a prediction here. I think they win. Score. Score? I got 48-21. 48-21? Utah. I... Oh, that's really ridiculous. Jesus. 34-21. Uh, oh, dang you. Was that yours, too? I was going to, yeah, I was going to say, I, I see, I see to Utah. 40 up there, though. I <laughs> see Utah hitting 30-something and... I have no idea what Michigan's going to do. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'll have a better idea of what they may do after their game this week because, I mean, they literally were one extreme to the other in the last two weeks. Well, Appalachian State, uh, one AA school, Notre Dame number 16 at the time. I don't know. They've, I'm sure they moved up. Probably. Especially since Michigan State lost. Becca, score for the 20th, Utah versus Michigan. I'm going to say... 99 to 0. Yeah, 99 to 0, <laughs> Sasha. <laughs> I got to really think on this because I, I like to get close. What did you guess? Same as? Yeah, I would. I I'll feel go 41 20, 24. 41-24. Okay, I'll steal the one that you had because I think I, I kind of see them not scoring quite as much as yeah. they did. I'm going to say, wait, what was yours then? What was your old one? 35, 30, 20, 8, 21. Yeah, because I was gonna like guess in that same area. Okay. Like some, definitely not quite as much as you guessed. I would definitely guess under like like 34 or under. Yeah. And then I'm gonna guess 21. All right. Well, I have. However, Utes. I love it when you prove me wrong. So prove me wrong. You're like <laughs> go just even better. Do your thing. Go ahead. Do your thing. It's I got, all good. I've been getting some feedback about you, Michelle, on our show. They want to be able to call in. And I normally never have the phone lines open because I had a bad experience a long time ago. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you get some weird people. Oh. But I, I think in the last seven minutes of our segments, we're going to open up the lines for you. Okay. And if they're just creeps, <laughs> we'll, just dump, <laughs> we'll just dump out of them. So. Do we need to start giving out the phone number for future reference? Almost, yeah, you can give it out now, but not for today. I know Jackson wouldn't mind a call later, but... Here's the number. Okay. Keep it for next week, so you have it. Two weeks. She won't... Oh, two won't, weeks. Yeah, we got to buy yes. next week. And call in for Jackie's show to make things interesting. But the number here is 801... Oh, wait, 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 wait. We got to go three weeks out, right? Cause <gasps> no, I... So I will be leaving next Thursday. Okay. And then I'll be back the following Tuesday. Right. So, so that might be actually you calling in. So anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> next time you're back in studio, we'll get okay. some callers for you. Well, that should be next back. Tuesday. Next Tuesday? Yep. Okay. 
Sounds good to me. Hey, <laughs> who knows? It's a whole new experience. 801 585 Like this. Just keep Slow it down. in your phone. Give it to me one more time. 801 585 Here. And uh, comedian Patrick Ramirez wants to know what type of shoes are you wearing today, ma'am? They are <laughs> kind of like Tim's, but they have a hill on them and like some fleecy, wooly. Because it's raining. No, they, they're ugh, more ugh like no, than Timberlands. No, they're not. Yes, they Shut are. your dirty mouth. <laughs> they are not like Uggs. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong with that one? Yes. Horribly. <laughs> and there's a brilliantly funny comedian, Jackson Banks. He will be taking over the airways here at KU Internet Radio in about 20 minutes. Where are you at on Twitter? Where are you Facebook? Uh, where can they read about you? So you can read my stuff on utezone.com. Uh, unfortunately, it is a paid site, but you get a lot of good information. We have a ton of good people besides myself <laughs> running the show there. Uh, Dan Sorensen is one of the best in the business. Alex Markham is kind of his protege and is kind of learning learning the ropes of running the show mm -hmm. and... Uh, we have Chance Frenette, who has kind of started in with us, isn't fully fully assimilated with us yet, uh, still kind of learning the ropes, but he's doing well, has a lot of good insight. And then Brett Borg is our basketball specialist. So, Which hopefully we'll get him on maybe once or twice during basketball season. Yeah. Definitely. Because if you think football is going to be exciting this year. Oh, my gosh. I think basketball is going to be out of this world. Definitely a tournament team this year. I would hope so. Possibly a Pac-12 tournament winner. That's I, I thought they were going to do it last year. I, I was really surprised that they got tired toward the end. Yeah, I was going to say the wheels kind of fell off towards the end. Not that they did horrible, horrible, but just I felt like they weren't finishing games quite I mean, they the came way. came a long way from three years ago. Yeah. So have to cut them a little slack. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. This yeah. is exciting. And uh, we're going to go to a commercial, and then we will play several songs. When people start talking again, it's going to be the Jackson Banks show. So <laughs> prepare to giggle and laugh. I know that comedian... Uh, Greg Kite's coming in, who is also a CPA, <laughs> and they will be uh, delving into the evils and creepiness of the tax system. As Dark accounting magic. Is that what it's called? All That's right. what they're calling it. Well, beautiful, and thank you, everybody. I hope you have a safe and happy week. Remember to get a designated driver when you're drinking. Great. Thanks Sweet. for listening.